Thanks for tuning in to Horizon Community Church's podcast. Our hope and prayer is that wherever you are, you would be encouraged by this message and be equipped to face any challenges that come your way. More information about Horizon can be found at www.horizonweb.org. Welcome you this morning, um, Horizon and friends. Um, wanted to turn your voice down just a little bit. Thank you. Um, but those who are watching us online as well, I know Tim's watching us online uh, as well, so we welcome you today. Um, and this is a unique Sunday, probably, you know, Stephen and Francine leading us in worship, kind of pulling things back just a little bit. And uh, are you in a place today where maybe you need to be set free from something? And uh, churches say they want messy people until messy people show up. And we don't want to be one of those churches. And we say oftentimes that Horizon is really on a Sunday morning gathering. We're a hospital for hurting people. And we want to live that out, and we fail that at sometimes, but we truly want to be that. Uh, it's, you know, it's for sinners, not saints, right? And uh, today's message is titled, Remedy, Freedom from Hurts, Habits, and Hang-Ups. And every one of you have at least one, I guarantee it. And if you don't think you do, you do now, because that's called pride, all right? I want you to point to someone and say, you got issues. Go ahead, take your finger, point to it. But listen, look back at the three. Just look, back, look down at the three fingers back at you and remind yourself of the three that you might have this morning. And really... Hurts, habits, and hang-ups come in many shapes and sizes, and they have varying degrees of problems. And here's the deal. There might be these big chains that you need to be break, break free from, but guess what? There are some things that might be small that people right now don't see, little chains like this that could be hanging that no one sees. Or maybe even one that you have in your pocket that no one sees that, yeah, you broke free, but it, it's still there, and you just can't truly break free from it. And, I mean, we know when we talk about this, there's chemical dependency issues, anger issues, food dependencies, anxiety, depression, abuse, gambling, codependency, lust, financial. We can go down the list of lots of hurts, habits, and hang-ups. But there's also areas of having to have control, arrogance, pride can be one of those that are, and even grief. When you're grieving, if you don't grieve, and the unprocessed grief can lead to a hurt habit or hang-up. And there's so many more. And if it gets ignored, stuffed down, it leads to self-medicating behavior, numbing behaviors. That can result in an addiction. Just because you have a hurt habit or hang-up doesn't mean you have an addiction. In fact, a study, recent study, they said four in ten people say they have struggled with some sort of addiction. Four out of ten. So we have a few here. It's a compulsive, I just want to say real quickly what an addiction is. It's a compulsive mood-altering behavior you're driven to do despite consequences. It's subtle, sneaky, and it gets a stronghold really fast. And many things feed it from denial to secrecy, bitterness, unresolved trauma, unforgiveness, resentment. We can go down the list. 
And by recognizing it, admitting what our hurt habit and hang-up is, really is the first step to preventing an addictive behavior and a pattern. And really accepting the true remedy, which is Jesus. Um, but we sometimes get in our way our own remedies. Anybody have their own remedies for things? You know, it's interesting. I looked up, got a sore throat? Eat marshmallows says, anti-inflammatory inflammatory properties. Moistening bread with milk and slapping on your skin takes away a boil. Did you know that? Uh, do you get nosebleeds? Wet spinach behind the ears. Vitamin K does the trick, I guess. All right? Um, got a cold or a flu? Put an onion in your sock. I guess apparently that does the trick. Here's one I wouldn't try. Fresh basil in your backside helps constipation. Again, warning, do not try any of these, all right, especially the last one. Um, I like to invite uh, four people to the stage at this time. Um, I got, give them a hand because they're a little nervous. Come on, don't be shy. Now I know they got some hurts, habits, and hang-ups, all right, but I want you as part of this today, uh, just, they're just going to give you a little taste of, of some of where they've been. And if you want to know more after today, you can find them after the service. They'll tell you more of their story. Um, but I'm just going to do just like a little Q&A. In fact, I'll probably pop to the side here. Well, no, I better stay here because Michael will get mad at me. Um, right, Micah? Stay right here in a good way. He, he makes sure everything's flowing nice and we got people watching online. But... We, we've got, obviously, we've got Renee, we've got Stephanie, we've got Josh, we've got Mindy, and uh, I can speak for Mindy and Josh because they're my siblings. They have a lot of her tablets and hang-ups, but uh, I just want to ask them a couple questions, and we'll kind of, they, they might not all answer all of them, just, you know, as we respect time, but... Um, Maybe what has been a hurt habit or hang-up uh, that you have found freedom from? And maybe on that, there might be, I found freedom from this, but something else popped up. Something along those lines. Josh, you want to start? Uh, yeah. Put the mic close to you. Is it on? Yep. Uh, first uh, hurt habit and hang-up was uh, my drug addiction, which... Um, Without Jesus Christ, I, I, I wouldn't be standing here or sitting here today. Um, he was the way and the truth and the life for me. Um, but with that, with drug addiction and knowing that, uh, you know, chemical dependency can, and then habits can be really triggering, um, I ended up going into another slippery slope and um, decided to buy a bunch of stuff I didn't need it. And I've been doing that for a long time and finally had to slip out of the denial portion of it and, and say I actually have an issue with it and and now you know I'm working on that so you know um, Jesus has uh, saved me so you've conquered your drug and alcohol addiction yeah. but then you added another one yeah uh, that's funny how that works and you, Renee how about you you're not nervous I know take a breath it's okay <laughs> probably seven years of my marriage wasn't working and I um, sought counseling to fix my husband and I found out I was the one that needed fixing and I was the one that needed to rededicate my life and turn it over to Jesus and as I left there I was set free from cocaine addiction and um, 
I, he set me free just by accepting him. But little did I know that was just the surface and how I self-medicated to get through my days. So. Thank you, Renee. Mindy. Um, I was in bondage to an eating disorder for about first my, my childhood and young adulthood. Um, the Lord set me free from that. Um, but as you know, when you go through something for so many years, you realize those little chains. And it, as an adult um, struggling with adult depression, um, the same negative thinking and medicating in different ways. But um, it was, I guess I always say when you say you've been set free, it was really the start of the healing process. And I feel like I've continually still on a healing process. Stephanie? Um, for me, it was alcoholism um, or drinking alcohol. And um, I have over eight years of sobriety now, but I would come to church. I would come here um, every Sunday, and I would sit here and think, how can I go home and not drink today, please? But they were half-hearted prayers. And for me, I trusted Jesus with everything except the reality is I didn't want to give him that piece because I wanted to figure out how to do it the way I wanted to do it. And so um, once I fully surrendered that piece of my life to him, of course, other things come up. But <laughs> one, one thing at a time. <laughs> and I actually um, took my son to um, Pastor Kevin for counseling when he was little. Um, and I said, you know, he's got all these problems. <laughs> which may or may not be true, and um, he said, uh, he says you drink too much, and I said, we're not going back there anymore, so. <laughs> now, you know, uh, when we think about Celebrate Recovery and those kind of things, a lot of people think alcohol and drug addiction, but what is really important about today's message is that it's a big net. There's all types of hurts, habits, and hang-ups that we hold on to. Again, some small and some large. Um, the, the next question that can tie into just however you guys see it play, our last, last kind of one would be, what have you found to aid in preventing yourself from going back to those chains? From, yeah, there's been temptations, but what have you found to be key for you, for each of you, in terms of steps or maybe a scripture, whatever comes to mind? Mindy, you want to start that, this one? Yeah, I mean, I, I continually... I, half of my life was in therapy. <laughs> so I probably could be my own therapist, but what I realized, I always check in with myself. Where, where's my focus? Is it inward or upward? Um, if it's inward, most of the times when I've been attempted to take my own life in those lowest points in hospitals, um, I'm thinking inward about myself and my life and how sad it is and kind of the poor me as opposed to thinking upward, um, knowing I have the Holy Spirit within me, but my thoughts and focus being towards Christ um, is number one. Number two and three is taking care of my mind and taking care of my body. Um, we only get one brain and we only get one body, so I feel like that's extremely important is to take care of those two things. Um, and that means what I listen to, what I read, what I watch, um, everything that encompasses that. Um, so I would say those are the, the three big ones for me. Steph, how about for you? Sorry. Um, 
Well, for me, I, I tried the old CR um, when, when Horizon had that. And um, again, Kevin said, um, that's not enough for you. You need, um, you need some help. <laughs> so anyway, because of church, um, I found Alcoholics Anonymous, um, which I still um, participate in. But again, I wouldn't be able to do that without, you know, Jesus. And so um, I did step works. I have a sponsor. And, but I would say for me, every day, it's prayer. Um, it's remembering that I can't do it by myself. I can't do it because I sat here trying to figure it out all the time. And I, I don't know how to figure it out. So I just have to turn it over. And I'm really big on gratitude um, because if I don't stay in gratitude, then I forget, um, you know, the good things in life. And, it, and some days are bad, bad days, but there's always something to be grateful for. And then um, for me, it's helping other women um, when they need help with the same thing, because I think there's power in um, not being alone. You know, I thought I was the only one that did that, but I guarantee you there's somebody else here today who's going to go home and you know, do something. So you're not alone. Uh, for me, it's it's talking with the support system that I already have in place. Um, I call them my spiritual advisors, not sponsors necessarily, because um, they more give me that spiritual advice that I need. Um, I also continue to do Celebrate Recovery. Um, I do it out in Lodi. Um, I attend meetings um, still. And I'm in contact with my, my sponsor that I've had for the last 12 years of my recovery. So um, there's a few different things that I do, but those are the main things I do on a regular basis. Um, the other one is uh, the verse that I always like to go back to is um, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all you do, and he will direct your path. That has gotten me through a lot of low points. For me, I started, um, I found a really good counselor at the church I was attending, and he helped me unlock the doors. He helped me walk through a lot of things that I didn't see or know in my life. And my walk with the Lord just is a constant every day. I surround my people, myself with people that I know are honest with me and keep me accountable and on the days, sometimes it might be a week, sometimes it might be a month, I feel myself kind of slipping away. I know the Holy Spirit prompts me back to him and back into his word. And his word is just alive and living. And that's what I do every day. And I know that being full of gratitude and serving and being full of love and kindness is all I have to give is what Jesus has given to me. Thank you. All right, give them a hand. Give them a hand. That's just, just a little taste, a little teaser. And if you want to hear more, one of the things that I love about just working with people who have hurts, habits, and hang-ups like my own is that when you know somebody who's struggled with a certain area, you know they're now prepared to help others. And that's how God uses some of those situations in our life. Um, you'll, see a, um, you'll see an insert in your bulletin as well as we kind of just uh, walk through a couple things here this morning. But I, I, I want, for the remainder of our time, I want to walk us through um, some F words 
this morning. Good F words, not bad F words, okay? I mean, depends on how you look at them. Um, But that's really designed to anchor and apply some key principles to freedom, freedom from any hurt, habit, or hang-up. And so the first word I want to unpack is the word flesh. So go ahead and pinch yourself. Pinch hard. And if it hurts, then you can understand this for a second. Um, And what I want to say is our flesh and our sinful nature is is not a force inside of us, but rather a force outside of us that tries to make us conform to a certain way of life and behavior, either present or past. And one of the paradoxes of a follower of Jesus uh, is that while we're in this body, this fleshly body, we're both forgiven sinners, right, Um, free of guilt before God, but also sinful, capable of sinning. And as long as we live and breathe, there's going to be this tension. I don't believe anybody leaves earth without sin in their life somewhere. And Paul talks so great about this, about the struggle. It's in Romans 7. You'll see it on the screen. It says, Paul says this, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. (laughs) And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but the sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin living in me that does it. So, I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. Anybody resonate with that? Our flesh and sinful nature produces a desire that makes us truly want to control and play God. Uh, And it leads to four F's, four consequences. First one, fear. When we try to control everything, any controllers out there like me sometimes, we get afraid that we might lose control, afraid somebody's going to find out we really don't have it all together. So it leads to not letting anybody get real close to us, right? Because they'll find out, really, we're scared inside. Afraid somebody's going to maybe reject you, um, not love you, like you, discover who you really are. Um, Also, when we control and play God, there is frustration, as Paul alluded to. Any any whack-a-mole moments? Am I dating myself with this? I think they still have these. These are amazing anger management games. I remember Chuck E. Cheese growing up, but you hit one down, another pops up. You whack one down, an urge, a desire, a temptation, guess what? Another one pops up. You might even whack down a relational conflict, but guess what? Another one pops up. It becomes so frustrating. Can't get them all knocked down at the same time. Controlling and playing God also brings fatigue trying to control everything, pretending you've got all together, takes a lot of energy. Psalm 32, I'll just read it for you. David said this, My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin, and you forgave me, Lord, and the guilt of my sin. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Failure is another one of those. 
when we try to control and play God. Um, I would say that when we control and play God, that's one job description we're guaranteed to fail. Despite our failures, though, God promises us unmerited forgiveness, moment by moment renewal through Jesus Christ, who the Sunday school answer, and hopefully you got it already, is the remedy is Jesus Christ. Um, when the disciples were about to leave, Jesus says this to them in Matthew 16, whoever wants to be my disciple, follower of Christ, must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And I believe this is a minute-by-minute, hour-by-hour moment. It's not just a day-to-day thing. I sometimes deny myself, and then something pops up, right? It's that struggle that Paul is referring to. Deny means to fully trust God's way, not our own. Even Paul talks later in scriptures about putting on, you know, take, putting off our old self, our old life, and putting on our new life, our new self. It's a constant challenge. There's a story of a man who owned two dogs that were fighting with one another. So one day a friend uh, approached him and said, hey, which dog usually wins the fight? And the man answered, the dog I feed the most. And sometimes what are we feeding? Um, Romans 8 says this, those who live according to the flesh have their mindset on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mindset on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Verse 9, you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if, verse 10, if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, The Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in us, don't miss that line, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to mortal bodies because of the Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die, but if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of your body, you will live. It's this constant challenge the struggle. What are you feeding? And all about you. I desire freedom from a lot of things. There's things I can conquer and other things are right there. And I don't know about you. Maybe there's a chain you need to break. No one knows. Maybe a little small one that's hiding from you today. Here's four more words I want us to anchor to this morning. First one is this. Forgiveness. Say that with me. Forgiveness. Don't miss this line. We are saved by Christ's record, not our own record. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's a day-to-day moment, by the way. Proverbs 28 says, he who conceals his sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces finds mercy, bringing it to light. We need to be honest and open about your weaknesses, your faults, and your failures. Your hurts, habits, and hang-ups is another way of saying it right there. Colossians 3, bear with each other. Forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance to get someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgiveness is a big one. Sometimes we just got to forgive ourselves. Freedom. 
is another F word. 2 Corinthians 3.17, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Um, Mark 7, again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defiles them. You understand, what is unclean is already inside. The activity outside of ourself that we participated in has made you feel ashamed. Whatever that is, is not what made you unclean. You are unclean, so you do the activity. Grab that for a second. Um, And really what it comes down to, moral tinkering doesn't work. You never get real traction. Uh, because all you do is focus on behavior modification. Don't get me wrong, that's part of it, but that's all we focus on rather than heart modification, heart transformation. It's like a lawn, right? Tall grass. Thank God I don't have to mow anymore. Thank you, Trevor. Um, but when, when grass is tall and there's weeds in there too, what do you do? You just mow right over it nice and smooth. It looks good for a while. You can't see the weeds. The weeds are hiding. But until you pull those weeds or do something else to them, um, you got to get to the root. And a lot of times that's what we do. We just mow over things to make it look good when we've got a weed hiding somewhere that we haven't brought to the surface. Whatever reigns and rules in our heart will overflow um, in our attitude and our actions. So freedom really comes from surrendering any hurt, habit, or hang-up to Jesus. Just surrendering. It's a day-to-day, moment-by-moment, and it's so easy to make excuses. I don't know about you. Anybody else have excuses sometimes? It's so easy to make excuses and blame others. Story in John 5, I'll just, you know, Jesus goes up to Jerusalem with one of the Jewish festivals, and, and there was a great number of disabled people that were lying there. And one man, 38 years So this is the man, 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well, sir? And the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And then Jesus said, well, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. He chose to finally receive the remedy. You don't have to wait 38 years. There's a lot in that story, but there's some excuses as well. It's so easy for us to fall in to pointing a finger at others. Um, By the way, if you blame everybody else for your problems, you have a hurt habit or hang up. Got friends and fellowship. Proverbs 12, it says, The righteous choose their friends carefully by the way. Uh, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. 1 Corinthians 15, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Ecclesiastes 4, if neither of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. 1 Thessalonians 5, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. Just, in fact, you are doing. Now, I want to say this. Something that Horizon is doing, um, we... We will be launching a new ministry uh, in September on Thursday nights. 
It's called Remedy, Freedom from Hurts, Habits, and Hang-Ups. Go figure. And it's the first Thursday is going to be just worship and some testimonies. The rest of the Thursdays are going to be breakout small groups with lots of different topics. We have some right now, obviously, with chemical dependency, mental health, food dependency. There's a men's group that's going to launch called Fight Club for those who struggle with lust and purity issues. There's going to be a group for those struggling with any kind of grief. Moms who struggle, just moms who struggle with their kids, we're going to have a group. Spiritual, there's more to come. Remedy will replace CR. It's not, CR was, is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. It's just, a, we're, we want to cast the net even bigger because a lot of people think it's just about addictions and it's not. We want to get as many people, we all have hurts, habits, and hangups, and we say that. We want to provide a ministry that will really invite and welcome everyone in. Not that CR didn't, but you can, you know where I'm going with that. But if you're like, Celebrate Recovery is exclusively what I want, you can do both. And in your sermon insert notes, I actually have a link you could go to to search all CRs in the area. Um, one that I endorse, there's a lot of them, but uh, Steve Plath at First Baptist Church, he's actually sister church of us, ours. Go to his Tuesday nights. I invite everybody, I, and he even tells me there's only two from his church that goes. There's people all over. Um, again, details in your insert. More to come about the remedy, though, on Thursday nights. The last word, F word, I want to uh, talk about is this. Fruit. Got fruit? Um, Galatians 5, so let me just hit some of this. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. And if you bite and devour each other, watch out or you'll be destroyed by each other. <laughs> Isn't that true? So I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. There's your answer, right? For the flesh desires what's contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit was contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. And it goes in to talk about different ways of the acts of the flesh. But then get to verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and what was the last one? Self-control, which ties a lot into hurts, habits, and hangups. Against such things, it says, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And what all these people said, didn't tell you up here, is they could not have done this without Jesus Christ. Not the, the higher power is Jesus Christ. So when someone says my higher power, ask them who their higher power is. They don't say Jesus Christ, they're missing the boat, all right? So the higher power is Jesus Christ. But then they had to have people in their life. They're going to grow and step into the Spirit and grow uh, in their walk with God and then have other people that are going to help them along the way. Jesus is the remedy who offers freedom and intimacy. Our choice is to allow him to be that remedy. Um, I, I love some lines here that I saw that I want to say. Jesus wants to meet you where you are. You don't have to clean up for him today. Right now, you don't have to. He wants you right where you are. 
And those who have received Jesus, you're met with a friendship. You give back to Jesus uh, what he's given you. You want that. You want to do that. Um, and Jesus came for a deep, abiding relationship with those he said. He's the vine, right? He's the vine that we go to. We abide in him. He, that freedom comes. But true, his true goal is really intimacy to himself, just being with him. It's not about doing. It's what he's done. Learned that in our Bible study this morning. He wants to be established as our Lord and Savior. I think we just focus on the Savior part. We need to realize we can activate him now as our Lord. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead can dwell in us. He's the remedy that brings freedom from any hurt, habit, or hang-up. And, and, and there might be somebody in here this morning or somebody watching online that even as we talk about a hurt, habit, or hang-up right now, there's something there. It could be something small be something a little bigger. Um, and you just need to reach out to the remedy and pick up your mat and walk. I'll tell you where I struggle sometimes with this is, and this is, this is kind of a paradox, John Trotter. He likes paradoxes. But, you know, and, and I've talked to my brother and others in recovery, and, and the 12-step is a fantastic tool. It's not the only one, but it does work. And Celebrate Recovery is a big endorsement of that. But if I just walk and I'm always an alcoholic, my name's Kevin and I'm an alcoholic, where do you get to a point where, no, I've been redeemed by the remedy. That's no longer who I am. I am a, a follower of Christ. And as Josh will tell you, I think, what, 12 years clean? He has a lot. We, we, they, you can get passed on if you don't deal with it, but some of the same principles apply. Um. Let Christ be magnified and choose to allow him to become the altar of your life. I, repenting, I heard this this week, and I really loved it. Repenting is to stop relying on other remedies than the power of Jesus. Um, I'm going to invite Stephen and Francine to come forward, and they're going to close this time just with, uh, I'm going to worship just a little bit. Um, not long for those who want to get out to the donuts and the silent auction. but um, And as we do, I just want to take a moment, and uh, I'll let you take your music stand, guys. Um, and if you're here this morning, and as you look at your just where you're at for a second, I, I just want you to, to bow your heads with me, if you would. If you've been at Horizon, we, we do things a little differently sometimes. You never know what you're going to get. But I really believe that as we sit here with this topic, maybe this is the Sunday. Maybe this is a Sunday where you really need to bring to light the struggle that you might have. It could be something as small as you, you control everything, <laughs> and it just makes you miserable, and you got to let go of control. It could be you've been grieving the loss of some things in your life and you really just haven't sought out support. Or it could be you did something last night that you feel so guilty for right now and you just keep going back to the same vomit. 
Maybe you're a follower of Christ and you know the struggle you're having and you know you've been th- knowing what you need to do to get in the Word, to maybe join a growing strong group or do something, but you just haven't done it and you're just like, I've got to do this. Or maybe you're here today and you've never really reached for the remedy of Jesus Christ. And you just need to start with that. He, he, he accepts you where you're at. So I'm going to ask you if you're here today and you're in a place where there's something, we all have hurts, habits, and hangups. I get that. But there's really something right now that's just eating away at you inside. And you just want to break free. You want to surrender from it. You just want to break that chain right now. And I'm asking you to be bold. And if that's you, will you stand? Just stand where you're at. I'm not asking you to come forward right now. Just stand where you're at. And as you stand, just no one's going to come and overwhelm you. There's no secret agents that are going to pull you into a room. And if you're online watching us, wherever you're at, you probably aren't standing. It's okay if you want to, but I just want you just to stay in this presence with us. And those who are standing here today, to yourself, just say the prayer. Lord Jesus, I, I surrender and lay at the foot of the cross, whatever that is right now. Lord, I surrender. You are my remedy. Father God, I just, uh, I need to feel your presence. I need to feel this cleansing that only you can give. I want to abide in you. Just say those things to yourself. Whether you're sitting there or standing, wherever it is, just, Lord, I want to break free. And say what it is you want to break free, real specific. Anybody else need to stand? You know you were embarrassed to stand, but when you see others standing, you know it's probably time to stand. And if that's you, it's really surrendering by standing and saying, Lord, uh, uh, this is embarrassing a little bit, but no one's looking at we, this is an, This is a church of grace. At least we try to be. And as you stand, just feel his presence here. And as we sing this worship song, really focus on the words. Do what you need to do to do business with the Lord. Step in. Walk and step with Him right now. Do not walk out of this room without getting things clear. We are not guaranteed our next breath. And if you're sitting here or you're at home and you honestly don't know where you would go if you were to die when you left this building and God forbid something happens to you on the overpass of 99 and you don't know without a shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven right now, I invite you to stand. And by standing, you're saying, Lord, I'm surrendering. I I want you. I don't know what this all means. I'm messy. I would like to invite all of us to stand as we worship. Just stay stay here. And if, if you need an opportunity, I'm going to invite Diane Trotter to come forward. And I'm going to invite uh, John Grinrod to come forward and Sam as well. And I'm going to invite my sister to come forward.
And as we sing this song, don't go anywhere yet. I'll dismiss us at the end. If you need to come to the prayer deck this morning, there's just you need prayer for something or anything along those lines, come to any one of these people and they'll just pray with you as we worship together. And when we're done worshiping, I'll close us out. If your heart is restless and you're wondering what you're going to do for lunch right now, just say, Lord, Lord, I'm sorry. Just do some business with the Lord before we leave this room.